we're back at the ATA. Boom. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be here. Yeah, so we're on the Wednesday podcast. I know you're probably not familiar with that, but that's yeah. that's fine. We will fix that. Okay. Uh, I'll fix that later. Not right now, though. Okay. I don't need to explain what we're doing here. Gotcha. So you are the commander of the 29th Weapons Squadron. Yep. Yeah, home of the C-130 Weapons Instructor Course and uh, Advanced Instructor Course for Loadmasters. Yes, the loads. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about everybody here, but yeah. Loadmasters are, uh, are absolutely crushing it. Your guys yes. out there, Coach. Absolutely. They are phenomenal. They also uh, they also like to take pictures whenever people are in the back, you know, well, you know, not feeling that well. Yeah. Maybe getting a little air it, sick. It happens. It happens to the best of us creatures. It does happen. <laughs> and then those and then those pictures get propagated around, but it's if it's a picture, it's a truth data. I know right? it is true. We're, we're talking about truth data debris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now so what the what's the 29th getting after these days? So all kinds of stuff. Um, we still have our core, you know, blocking and tackling things we have to do, like develop C-130, you know, experts both the front end and the back end of the airplane. So we spent about a third of the course doing that, um, but we're really getting after integration right now. So going out and working with different users, uh, you know, fighters, bombers, uh, ground users. Um, we first started working with the, the Marines this class, which um, it's not that different than working with the Army, but the Marines typically have their own air power and used to doing things a certain way. Uh, so it's a good learning curve for us uh, as well. But also getting after emerging capabilities, rapid dragon, um, palletized munitions, things along those lines that are uh, still a little in the ways in the future in terms of like fielding it. Um, but the weapons school, of course, is on the forefront trying to develop those TTPs, expose uh, our graduates in a controlled environment so when they get to the field, they're ready to go. Uh, yeah, that's one of the things about some of the emerging capabilities that you guys have, uh, especially as a mo the Mobility Air Force, is it's it's no longer just fuel. It's no longer just cargo movement. Every C-130, every C-17, every KC-135, KC-46 has a multitude of different missions. It could it could you brought one up, the Rapid Dragon, um, and I know that. We're on a classified and that kind of stuff. So, like, what can you dive into just a wave top of what that kind of is? Yeah, so Rapid Dragon is basically the ability to airdrop something out of the back of the airplane that's not just providing a logistics support. It can provide some sort of an effect. Um, that could be a munition, that could be a uh, electronic warfare platform, something along those lines. Um, and the whole idea is that the, the, the bombers and the folks that ordinarily do those types of things, they're, they're tapped out just like everybody else. Um, and the idea is that we can present a dilemma to the adversary to, to not know what that C-130, that C-17, that whatever platform it is, what they're up to. Um, so they have to make difficult choices uh, in their, their courses of action. So I, I'm gonna switch gears a little bit and I, I love talking about the 29th, but I get, the 29th gets a lot of love from me because yeah. I've got time on C-130, so. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> but as, and, and you as a squadron commander, you kind of see a, a, a massive swath of skill sets, officers and enlisted, but I'm, I'm trying to get after maybe some of the mistakes that you have seen kind of young officers make. And then on the counterpart of that, I'd like to hit some of the things that you're like, man, our young officers or our young enlisted are really hitting, doing great things. So starting off with yeah. some of the common mistakes. So, so common mistakes, um, number one is not recognizing how 
uh, invested in how, like the skills that somebody has. Like they let their, their rank, their position, their uh, wherever they're at in life, uh, hold them back unnecessarily. Uh, I mean, it's still the military, there's still rank involved uh, and things, but like our young folks are the, the smartest they ever were when they left high school. Um, the officers that went to college, they were the best of the best to get, not even like just to get there and graduate at the academy or wherever, but then to go to pilot training and then, you know, show up. So um, well, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or, or what, um, this willingness to step up when they have, when we see those skills. Yeah, um, they, folks. they are for sure the smartest, the, mo the best trained. They're far more trained at early on in their career than we were. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I, I, I tell every incoming class um, that the folks that are showing up on day one of the weapons school are about as good as I was halfway to two thirds of the way through the course in 2015. So, and that's just a testament to the organization doing getting it right, but then also our graduates out in the field, uh, you know, better preparing. Yeah, those tier one patches are definitely putting in the work to make sure that the not just the CAF, but, but the Mobility Air Force, Global Strike, the Bath, they are all ready to go for. I mean, we're, we're prepping for the worst, right? Because we we've got a if we're ready for the worst, anything that's half of that, we'll be fine. It may be a slightly different problem, but as long as it's not as hard or as difficult as that one problem, we're gonna be all right. Yeah, I'm a big sports guy, so like practice should be harder than the game. You should get to the game and be like, I've seen this, I know what the, the other side's gonna do, and I've already got my move picked out of how we're gonna do that. So, exactly, yeah. you, fight, sure. you fight the way you train, yeah. absolutely. So what are some of the, the positive things that you've seen uh, coming out of our young officers and young enlisted? So uh, the creativity, you know, obviously the, um, I, probably talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but with the previous um, comment about weaknesses, but like the you know, General Minahan and the, the Air Force and the Joint Force in general has really uh, opened up the aperture on like innovation and things along those lines. So folks that come in and they ask questions, they want to know the why, and I think that's part of just Younger people these days, but they're all—they're not just—they're not just a bunch of you know punks out there. They—they're they're asking questions because they want to understand and make things better. Um, so the the creativity to see things from a different lens um, than, than, than folks our age do. No, I agree. I, you know, it, some people can get, and, and not just in the airport. I I think some people, maybe our generation, maybe a little bit older, definitely get a little frustrated with the the why. But if we can. If we can truly explain the why and help people understand the why, one, that shows that we understand why we're actually doing it. And it's not just a, well, that's the way we've always done it. Uh, but also that that creativity piece, I think is huge because now it's like, now that I can kind of define the problem better and understand the problem better, now I can take some of these other variables that exist and kind of plug them in as needed to, essentially come up with a better solution. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, I see that uh, almost on a daily basis uh, with folks just getting after tough problems. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, so just in the interest of, of not taking up your time while you're having a good time at ATA, this is good? Yeah, you want to keep going? Okay. I'm good. Okay, well, I don't want to take up the time, that's why. Um, so one thing that I'd like to know is, we, we talked about the negative, the, the positive, but what would be, because our demographic, again, you, I know you're not familiar with the podcast, but our demographic is kind of 15 to 25, maybe 30-year-olds that are interested in joining the Air Force. Some of them are ROTC in high school, some of them are ROTC in 
in college, we got some academy grads, but what kind of advice would you give to, to those coming in that maybe want to kind of follow in the C-130, the Herc Nation kind of footsteps, or even if it's not in the Herc Nation, just in general? Just, just don't hold yourself back. There, there's, if you see something that you recognize that you have a solution for, do it. Like the, the military and like the, the, there's not enough resources and people out there to, uh, to solve every problem uh, that's out there. Like if, if you're in a, the right place and you've got the authority and like the, the resources to fix something, just do it. And, and tell your boss later that you did it. Like, like the help is not necessarily coming from the staff. That's just, that's just where it's at, where we're at right now. Uh, so don't look for someone else to solve your problems. If you if you get in the right place, get the resources, just solve it, and, and that's going to highlight you in a positive way to your superiors, uh, and only you know make things better for the folks around you as well. No, I I love that because we we talk about intent or commander's intent and stuff like that, but oftentimes we kind of we don't necessarily empower the you know we. I, I typically use Air Force instructions as a, a point of departure. Yes. Hey, these are guidelines. This is the left and right limits. And now I know where to go and, and take it even farther. Yes. Mitigate risk where I can. Mm -hmm. So don't take unnecessary don't risk. Don't be reckless. Yeah, yeah. Not, not reckless, but I'll never advance if I don't take risks. And, that, and we've, got, we've got to blast that out to the masses. As long as the folks are pop properly trained, properly qualified, we may trade a little paint. We, okay. we might. If the, the lighting is poor, something like that, we may trade some paint. That's all fine. We can't, we can't burn anybody down for that, unless it was negligence yep. or something like that. Because yep. as soon as you do, you, you discourage anybody else from, from trying things. Yeah. You, like, to go back to the sports analogy, you don't, you don't build muscle without you know, tearing muscle fiber. Like that's just that's just how it works. You gotta sometimes you gotta break a little bit to recognize where you're at and what you need to, to do to move forward. No, exactly, and that's one of the things that I really appreciate about General Minahan. From the moment he took over uh, for Air Mobility Command, he has been that kind of fangs out commander that has been all about getting it. You know, um, Colonel Lahosky at the Weapons School was the same way. Colonel Fallon now is the same way, and it's and you know. Before you, Egon, was out there doing it, you're in the seat now doing it, you know, and I know Zena's here from the 509th. She's definitely getting after it. Very yeah, much so. she is yes. very aggressive. So, like, it's it's great, and, and we need that because it's the only way that our Air Force is going to advance. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So. I couldn't agree more. Awesome. Well, we'll leave it at that then. Yeah, appreciate it. I appreciate Just, you joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.